0: Live from Queensland, Australia, it's
1: Speak Away, bruv!
0: A show where two brothers just shoot, shoot the, the breeze. breeze. My name's Bailey.
1: And my name's Cooper.
0: So let's speak away, y'all. Woohoo.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Dun dun dun, dun 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 dun. We're talking about Star Wars because it's episode nine. Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome to episode nine of Speak Away, Bruv. And Cooper's face is fully confused right now because I did not tell him I was going to do that.
1: Yeah, that was interesting.
0: I like to bring an element of surprise to the start of these podcasts, you know, just to really throw you off your rhythm. Yee-haw! Oh, God. He was, he was so thrown off his rhythm that it took him nearly nearly 40 full seconds to do his yee-haw for this episode.
1: yee I had to do <laughs> another one.
0: Right. Welcome back, everybody, to Speak Away Bruv. And as my lovely rendition of a very popular theme song indicates, this week we are talking about <laughs> Star Wars uh, because The Mandalorian Season 3 has just started. And in addition, it's Episode 9 of our podcast. And so we wanted to talk about our favourite non-ilogy. Yes. Uh, a, 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 a series of nine films, a non illogy they call it.
1: Yes, because if you're not familiar with star wars one what are you doing here everyone should be familiar with star wars but
0: also this may not be the episode for you because this is an episode entirely about star wars
1: yeah that's not for so if
0: you want to learn a bit about star wars you know we're not going to be talk- well i say we're not going to be talking in hyper specific detail we probably will be but we're not going to be talking about really stuff that happens in the main series of films. We're kind of, this episode, really what it's about is the Star Wars that never were. So we're talking about um, the different iterations of the first film, because the first film went through a lot of drafts before we got to the film that eventually released. And the same thing happened with the sequel trilogy, which are the movies that came out in the kind of mid 2010s, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker, and some of the differences and changes that happen there. But first, Cooper, we have our favorite segment.
1: Top of the show to you. Top of the show to you, lad.
0: And our top of the show for this week is The Mandalorian Season 3. We really are doing a full episode on Star Wars. Cooper, The Mandalorian is back.
1: Yes, and fun fact, The Mandalorian is was my actual first Star Wars thing I ever watched.
0: That is correct. I could just never, before
1: season two launched.
0: I could never convince Cooper to watch Star Wars because he said it was a thing for nerds, which is what he says about pretty much everything that I'm into that he eventually becomes a bigger fan of than I am. He just had an argument with me before we started this podcast that he's the biggest Star Wars fan than I am, <coughs> to which I say, put some more years on your Star Wars card and maybe we can talk. But, um, yeah, so The Mandalorian was Cooper's introduction to the Star Wars universe, and now he has seen pretty much everything, and now we're back to where it all began. Yeah. The Mandalorian. The child, or Grogu as we affectionately call That's him. That's
1: the only reason why I wanted to watch it in the start, the baby.
0: Yes, the only reason Coop wanted to watch it was for Baby Yoda, and now Rightly he watches so. it uh, week to week. Um, provided, for Baby Yoda. Provided that his maths viewing schedule allows it. What? <laughs> what do you mean what? You're watching Married at First Sight every every day that it's on. <laughs> Oh, I've just called him out. He didn't want to admit that on the podcast. I've just cut, I've cut just,
1: the cameras.
0: I've just put you on blast. <laughs> People are gonna be listening to this going, Why is the, the teenager watching Maths? That's the question we have in our household, ladies and gentlemen. Says
1: says the says the person in his twenties who's gonna go see the new Barbie film.
0: Correct. I am a hundred percent going to see the new Barbie film and I will not apologize for that
1: nerd who knows i might love it
0: (laughs) he probably will (laughs) so (laughs) cooper back to the mandalorian which is where this conversation started um what were your thoughts on the season three premiere
1: already amazing
0: already amazing i
1: thought um let's not
0: go into spoilers let's no just spoilers. talk generally.
1: But I think the storyline was a little bit shaky almost. Uh-huh. Would you agree?
0: I think that it was a bit... Uh, one of my friends described it as both the most complicated episode he's ever seen with the most simple premise. Because literally the purpose of the episode is Dinjarin, who's the Mandalorian, wants to go to the planet of Mandalore Um, And he spends an entire episode trying to recruit people to come with him and uh, fails to recruit literally anybody out of the cast of characters from previous seasons. And we leave him at the end of the episode pretty much where he started with nobody on his team and just kind of trying to get there.
1: Yeah, there were some cute scenes with the baby, though.
0: There are always cute scenes with the baby, but what I you're think referring this was the best, though. What you're referring to is bad baby,
1: bed baby, no baby. squeeze, no, no
0: squeeze, bad baby. Um, so
1: and also when he was spinning around in the chair using the force.
0: Yes, he was using the force to spin around in a spinning office chair, which was very cute.
1: It was very cute.
0: So, Cooper, what do you think the next? kind of few episodes that that will take us through this season. What do you think is is coming up? If you had to to put money on it, if you had if you were a betting man, what would you say uh is going to happen this season?
1: Well, I probably don't think we're going to get to how many episodes is it? Do we know? Uh
0: both of the last seasons have been 8 episodes, so I would say that it will be 8 again.
1: Okay, and Well, we probably won't get to Mandalore until the very end or around then. You think so? Well, I feel like that's the sort of hype that they're trying to build up.
0: See, I am kind of confused now where we're going because... Yeah,
1: me too.
0: For those of you who haven't seen a lot of the storyline of the Mandalorian season three was carried through to the book of Boba Fett as a kind of bridge between season two and three and Cooper. I learned something the other day that I did not know about and, and is not a spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen uh, the Mandalorian or the latest episode or anything like that. Apparently from the end of the book, uh, from the end of the Mandalorian season two, to the beginning of the Book of Boba Fett, apparently that's two years.
1: Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? Do you not remember that? It was a very long time. What do you mean? It was a very long No,
0: time. I mean in-universe.
1: Yes, I know that. What because do you mean?
0: <laughs> I'm confused how you think well, you didn't know this. did
1: we have... Yeah, it's that long. Because he's without the baby for that long.
0: Yeah, but how do you know that?
1: Because... I'm smart.
0: No, you're not.
1: Yes, I am. No. Plus, I have sauces everywhere. I have a little birdie sitting on my shoulder.
0: Oh, I thought you meant like sweet and sour and barbecue sauce, like those kind of sauces. No. Oh. But you do have sweet and sour sauce hidden all over this house. (laughs) Fair point. Like some people have weapons hidden in their house. You have sweet and sour sauces.
1: I mean... Sure. You're exposing my hiding. You're exposing me today in this episode. I know.
0: You're on blast today.
1: Well, I can expose you. Uh Uh-oh. You threw away the sauce.
0: Okay. I didn't (laughs) even throw away the sauce. That was mum who threw away that Cajun sauce earlier today.
1: (laughs) Yes, that was mum, actually.
0: Um. (laughs) Sorry.
1: Declan. Come on.
0: Declan, please get us back on track. Where were we? Right. So you think you know that you think you always knew that there was a two-year time jump between The Mandalorian Season 2 and Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. We're going to have to talk about this off mic because I just don't (laughs) believe you.
1: You shouldn't. Like your face. It's not true. (laughs) Your
0: face is not convincing at all.
1: Yeah, that's because I'm lying.
0: Yeah. It's not engaging for you to lie to the listeners. It doesn't increase our viewership, you know. You just come across as dishonest. Like someone on maths. Oh, Jesus. Haha, I've brought it right back round <laughs> to maths. Anyway, How
1: much of this are you going to edit out?
0: <laughs> none. It's all staying in the episode.
1: It can so, go in the bloopers episode.
0: So I think that we, we, we will likely talk about the Mandalorian towards the end of the season. But I think that it's going to be, I mean, I'll give it this. I've got no idea where it's heading this season. And I, that might be a good thing. I don't know. I think it's probably more likely that it's kind of an iffy thing that, I, I have no idea where this show is going.
1: It's annoying because it makes us wait a whole week to find out what happens.
0: Yeah. You're so like
1: scratching your eyes out while you wait, basically.
0: So I guess we'll see what happens and we'll we'll talk about it a little later in the season. But But now, Cooper, over the years, there have been many wars of stars or Star Wars as they may be colloquially known.
1: That was... Interesting. Word usage.
0: Word usage. (laughs) But today we're going to talk about the Star Wars that never were. And what that means is that I'm going to go through the history of the Star Wars films from their inception uh, with George Lucas in the early 70s right through to the kind of shifting sands of the sequel trilogy. There's not a lot about the prequels in this because they just kind of happened. There wasn't a lot of shifting and changing at that point. But particularly uh, for the first film and then for the sequel trilogies, there's a lot to talk about. So the original Star Wars was called The Star Wars revolutionary title, I know.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. I think they had to go back to the drawing board on that
0: Well, one. if you weren't a big fan of that, get ready because I've got the opening crawl of it here and I'm going to deliver it in the same voice that does the opening crawl in, in The Clone Wars or as close as I can get to that voice of uh, General... Uh, not General. Admiral Yularen. Ural- so this is what would have uh, scrolled down the screen... In the first Star Wars movie, if this were the draft that made it to screen,
1: what did roll down the screen? Because they do that in most.
0: Yeah, it was like uh, rebel. What was it?
1: Sorry, we are just googling. In the meantime, this episode is sponsored by Speakway Brav Instagram.
0: I'm cutting all of this.
1: Why? I'm plugging.
0: So the first one is... It is a period of civil war in the galaxy. A brave alliance of underground freedom fighters has challenged the tyranny and oppression of the awesome Galactic Empire. And it goes on and on and on. Um, But in this other version, it reads... Under the recent Great Rebellion, the Jedi Bendu were the most feared warriors in the universe... For 100,000 years, generations of Jedi perfected their art as the personal bodyguards of the Emperor. They were the chief architects of the invincible Imperial Space Force, which expanded the Empire across the galaxy, from the celestial equator to the farthest reaches of the Great Rift. Now these legendary warriors are all but extinct. One by one, they have been hunted down and destroyed as enemies of the new Empire by the ferocious and sinister rival warrior sect, the Knights of Sith. So, a little bit different.
1: Only slightly. I'm not sure I would have liked that film.
0: Well, just wait, because it gets weirder. What, with the
1: next, like, script or...?
0: With the next... Part of this puzzle, which is there were no Skywalker's in this movie. Actually, I lie. There was there was a Skywalker, but he wasn't the main character. So
1: it's not a Star Wars film then.
0: It features the Star Killer family, which uh, the patriarch is Kane, who's a cyborg with only a head and and an, and a single arm. Uh, left in his body, the rest of his body has been replaced by cybernetic parts. He's raising his sons, Dean and Anakin. Now, not Anakin the way that it's spelt in the other series, in in the actual series, that's spelt A N A K I N. This is spelt Anakin. It's A N N I K I N. So they're all Jedi. And they are being hunted by the Sith. And in an opening scene, a Sith crashes onto the planet where they're hiding and kills one of the sons, Deke. The two remaining Jedi uh, kill this Sith and flee to their home planet, which isn't currently under the control of the Galactic Emperor. But the Galactic Emperor is making moves to basically take over this planet. When they get to their home planet, they meet another Jedi who is this old kind of wizened, grizzled, uh, white beard, white hair. What do you think his name is?
1: So, white beard, white hair.
0: Mm. Yeah, first Star Wars movie. He's like the mentor.
1: Can you give me a hint?
0: Well, who's the mentor in the first film? Was it Obi? Hmm.
1: So what was he called Obi?
0: No, he was called Luke Skywalker. Oh my god. <laughs> so this kind of old grizzled uh, war general who is a Jedi is named Luke Skywalker. Um so he becomes Anakin's in, like mentor. He becomes Anakin's Jedi Master which is an interesting turn on things. And the daughter of the king of the planet that they're on, whose name is Leia, travels to attend a school on this floating like fortress. It's basically like this big space station. Like, I don't know, a Death Star, maybe? Except it's not. It's a floating fortress. So, Kane uh, travels to another planet and meets a friend uh this space pirate named Han Solo not sure if you you you'd be familiar with that one cooper but then as as he's going off to this other planet to meet Han uh the planet that the that Leia is a princess of they go to war with the empire and Anakin is dispatched to uh protect her and get her back uh, from the floating fortress school that she's on. And two droids named R2-D2 and C-3PO escape from the fortress as well at the same time, and they meet up with uh, Anakin and Leia on the surface. Now, the group that's kind of expanding, it's now got Leia in it, it's got Anakin in it, it's got the droids and Luke and Kane and Han Solo are off somewhere else. They're being pursued by Darth Vader. Now, Darth Vader is not Anakin Skywalker, clearly. He's also not in this black helmet with the... He is just some guy who doesn't have the Force... Uh, but he has a cybernetic eye that glows red. So he has this red glowing eye, but he doesn't have the force. He's not a Jedi. He's not a Sith. He's just kind of a dude. Wow, um, that
1: sounds like a really bad Darth Vader.
0: Well, To be
1: honest, I don't really like the sound of this film.
0: You know, it's something. It's, it's interesting to see how this, because this was the very first draft of this. So everything here in some way informed where the final film comes from. And you can kind of see the skeleton of it here. Yeah,
1: you can see a little bit of the skeleton of it.
0: But I think you can very much see the process of paring this down. And I'll talk about that, you know, the, the creative process of that. Because as as a writer myself, you know, I've, I've gone through that. And as someone who's worked in film for a while, I've seen the kind of... Uh, benefits of doing that and the drawbacks of not doing that, of kind of um, doing really extensive work on your ideas to really um, cut the fat, as we call it. Basically, get rid of all of the stuff that is just kind of in there for no reason, other than because you think it's cool. So, uh, they're being pursued by Darth Vader. Leia's father dies, is assassinated by the Empire. And basically, uh, Leia and Anakin, uh, with, with their team of people, you know, Luke's there, the droids are there, they travel to this other planet that Kane went to, and they meet up with Kane and Han Solo. And in the process of them escaping, Kane ends up sacrificing himself to save his son and the the rest of the group. And uh, just as they escape on this ship, they realize that they've fallen into a trap and the Sith capture them. But then they escape uh, onto a planet of Wookiees where they meet someone named Chewbacca. Um and they, they rescue Chewbacca from trappers, and he leads them deeper into the forest where they meet the other Wookiees. But during the kind of chaos and these these trappers are there and there are, there are imperial officers and everything, Leia gets kidnapped, and she's taken back to her home world to be installed as this kind of puppet leader. But she's saved, um, and the Empire... He's not defeated. There's no, like, big Death Star explosion. They are just kind of pushed off this planet. Um, You know, they're this occupying army. They're basically repelled. And Leia ascends to become queen. And Anakin becomes her lord protector. And they all celebrate having won this first victory. So. Wow. That's where that film ends.
1: Well, I recognise the name Chewie. I don't know where that's from.
0: Hmm. Well, not not Chewy, Chewbacca. We yeah. haven't gotten to Chewy yet.
1: Oh yeah, we have. Yeah, that's that scene. Yeah.
0: So that was a rough draft. So that was like the first. You can
1: tell it's rough.
0: Well, you know it is. So it's the Sorry, very first. I've got to say. Well, George Lucas wrote that, so he's probably going to come at you with a lightsaber and chop your left toe off.
1: Why my left toe? That's so specific.
0: He really just wants to destabilize your left-hand side. Why? I don't know. That's just what he's like, George. You know, it's it's a very particular form of um, warfare. Star warfare.
1: I'm very confused.
0: Just go with it, man. So, that's the first draft. You've just got it. It's a crazy episode. We're talking about crazy Star Wars things. So, that's the first film. Uh, That's the first draft of the first film. Now, it goes through several other drafts. There's one that is considered the first draft that is even more stupid than this. And so, I'm not even going to talk about it. Because it's also like the first furthest from what would become Star Wars. Like the Jedi become the Dynagas, the Sith become the Legion of Leto, and there's basically just all of these really weird changes that they very thankfully roll pretty much all of them back when we get to the new draft. And this is, I think, the longest film name I have ever seen.
1: What, did you see? so the what ti- is it called? The
0: title of the film in this draft that it's in, so it's in it about its second draft, because the first one was a rough draft. Then there was the one that I didn't really talk about was the first draft. This is the second draft, and it's called Adventures of the Star Killer as taken from the Journey Journal of the Wills Saga 1 The Star Wars
1: Wow that is a bad name
0: and it sounds a little like this The Jedi The Republic Galactica is dead Ruthless trade barons, driven by greed and the lust for power, have replaced enlightenment with oppression, and rule by the people with the first galactic empire. Until the tragic Holy Rebellion of 06, the respected Jedi Bendu of Ashla were the most powerful warriors in the universe. For a hundred thousand years, generations of Jedi Bendu knights learned the ways of the mysterious force of others and acted as the guardians of peace and justice in the Republic. Now these legendary warriors are all but extinct. One by one, they have been hunted down and destroyed by a ferocious rival sect of mercenary warriors, the Black Knights of the Sith. It is a period of civil wars. The Empire is crumbling into lawless barbarism throughout the million worlds of the galaxy. From the celestial equator to the farthest reaches of the Great Rift, seventy small solar systems have united in a common war against the tyranny of the Empire under the command of a mighty Jedi warrior known as the Star Killer, The Rebel Alliance has won a crushing victory over the deadly Imperial Starfleet. The Empire knows that one more such defeat will bring a thousand more solar systems into the Rebellion and Imperial control of the Outlands could be lost forever. Man, is it long. Sorry, I,
1: Sorry, I just fell asleep there. Yeah,
0: there's... It's, it's long. Like, there's a lot there.
1: I was asleep for so long, I didn't even realize that my mic was still muted.
0: <laughs> and you've got to remember that, like, in, like, the Clone Wars, they have, like, a voice narrating, like, the crawl, and they don't really do it as do a crawl. They? Yeah, and they don't really do it as a crawl. They do it more as, like, a scene of flashbacks. But you've got to remember that when they're doing these mainline movies... This is just scrolling text. So, like, it took me a solid two minutes to read that. Like, that's how long that would just be scrolling down, just really You'd slowly. You'd fall
1: asleep waiting for it to be finished.
0: So, this film kind of acts as a bridge between um, the f- the rough draft that we heard and the next draft of the script, which kind of gets us close to the first Star Wars movie. So this one, you open on 3PO and R2, not C-3PO and R2-D2, but 3PO and R2, who are two droids, who are on this rebel starship uh, with a character named Deke Starkiller, who's a Jedi and is the captain of this ship that they're on. There's a boarding party, and one of the members of the boarding party is a Sith uh, knight named Darth Vader. So Deke gets the droids in a life pod to get them to his brother, Luke Starkiller, who's on the planet below them. Um, And once they leave, Stormtroopers and Darth Vader attack the ship and capture Deke and drain him of his life force, but don't kill him, they capture him. The droids... Are briefly captured by Drawers, which happens in the film, but they escape and arrive at the home of two Jedi named Owen and Beru Lars, who are protecting the Star Killers. Now, note I say Star Killers. There's three of them in it, but and not counting Deke. So Deke is the oldest. Then you've got Luke. Then you've got the young boys. Biggs Skywalker Starkiller, not even Skywalker. Biggs Starkiller and Windy Starkiller. And they're currently living with their cousin Leia Lars, who is Owen and Baru's daughter. And they find Luke um, practicing with his and it's described as a laser sword. so it's kind of an early version of the of the lightsaber. And he introduces himself, Luke Starkiller, introduces himself as the Skywalker, which is his Jedi name because that's a thing they have in this universe apparently. So basically Luke's told that he needs to get to uh, his father, whose name is the Starkiller, who, um, and basically he has to deliver this crystal to the Star Killer that's currently held by Owen. So they go to Mos Eisley Cantina where they meet Han Solo and they make a deal with him to get them where they need to go. And they hijack a ship belonging to Han's boss. And that ship is crewed by uh, a science officer whose name is, I think Montrose, a cyborg who is not given a name in the description I read of this story and a Wookiee named Chewbacca again. Sounds a little familiar. Um, But the planet that they were headed, which was called Organa Minor, uh, was not there when they arrived. And it was destroyed under mysterious circumstances. It was the Death Star. <gasps> I know. Shocking. So what they do instead of going to Organa Minor, which has been destroyed... Sorry, Organa Major. They go to Alderaan, which for people who know Star Wars is what was destroyed in the main film uh, by the Death Star. So they go to Alderaan to save Deke Starkiller, who's the Starkiller captain from the first scene, and they uh, get him out. He's very badly injured, but they get him to this secret rebel base. But the Empire followed them there in their Death Star, this massive Imperial space station. Uh, the Star Killer, their father, who was on Organa Mi- uh, Organa Major, is somehow alive. It's not really explained how he survives, at least not in the description I read. So not quite sure how he lived a planet exploding. But he's there and he's like, what's up, boys? I'm here for you because I'm a good dad who, for some reason, left you all on a planet with your... Aunt and uncle, I guess, or maybe their cousins. I don't know. Anyway, so then Luke joins a team of, um, like, people in, in space fighter jets, and they go to destroy the jet Death Star. He's pursued by Darth Vader. Um, he's saved by Han. Um, in Han and Darth Vader fighting, Darth Vader crashes head-on into Han and dies. Fully just dies um, and Han... Wait, and
1: so Han's dead or... No,
0: Darth Vader's dead. Oh. And then Han is able to escape uh, with Chewie and, and these other people that are with them and they destroy the Death Star. And then in this one, there's a closing crawl. There's like
1: a... I'm sorry, a what?
0: So you've got the opening crawl, which tells us what's about to happen. And then we have a closing crawl, which is like an epilogue. It's telling us what's happening after. And a thousand new systems joined the rebellion, causing a significant crack in the great wall of the powerful Galactic Empire. The Star Killer would once again spark fear in the hearts of the Sith Knights, but not before his sons were put to many tests, the most daring of which was the kidnapping of the Lars family and the perilous search for the Princess of Odonos, Ondos. I don't know. It says something. So that's then the second draft. So what do you think about these so far, Cooper?
1: The more you think about it, the more you can actually see the actual movie coming together. Like you can see some aspects of it.
0: Yeah, that's. The, I think that's a really interesting thing is that you know you often hear it described in writing or at least i do cuz cuz i run in a lot of these circles you know in writing less is more and so you know i think what you're seeing over the course of these cuz you know in the last one you know in 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 the rough draft that we talked about if you look at the the characters that you've got in play you've got kane you've got anakin at one point you've got Deke, but he dies quite early on. So you've got Kane, you've got Anakin, you've got Leia, you've got C-3PO, R2-D2, Ben Kenobi, uh, not even Ben Kenobi, Luke Skywalker, who is functions as Ben Kenobi, Han Solo. So you've got like seven characters, and that's a lot of people to manage in a feature film. You know, this is what, like an hour and a half? And and particular at the time, you know, you're not getting these like three-hour-long Marvel movies. Like, this is maybe like maybe pushing two hours. And that's if you have a lot of faith that this is going to be a good movie. Like, if you want people to actually see this, it needs to be like an hour and a half because we're getting into that time period where long movies had been great. But then as you kind of get into the 70s and the 80s, people don't really want long movies anymore. It's a whole thing. There's just more to do. Um, but what you start to see is when we get to this next draft, you immediately cut cut the cast by by a few. You know, Leia's not really as much of a player, which is Lucas was really worried about the lack of female representation, which is why Leia comes back to play a main part in, in the final story because he really wanted that that female representation. But, you know, even in this, you can see that he's still holding on to characters. You know, he's holding on to Deke Starkiller. You know, he's got... You, you've got... In this one, you've got Deke, 3PO, R2, Luke... So there's four already... Then you've got like, you know, Han and his crew, which is another like four people. So you're still kind of pushing it. You've still got like seven people in the mix. It's just that you don't have seven people on screen all at the same time, all kind of on the same quest. You've got a little bit of differentiation and split between these characters. But the next draft, which has a much shorter title the Star Wars from the adventures of Luke Starkiller is kind of where we start to see basically this is a new hope. This is where you start getting, you know, you basically get the entire plot of a new hope. You know, it's a young farm boy uh, finds a message, um, discovers a destiny, meets an old man um, named Ben Kenobi, who's got this great power that he can, um, impart this wisdom onto onto this young farm boy, and they go off on this big adventure, and and you know the the mentor dies and all this kind of stuff. The main differences. Oh, and also I should note, a, 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 just a little point of order: the Force didn't actually become a superpower until that last draft that I read. In the first one that I talked about. They were just kind of good fighters. But now, we're starting to see them develop these powers. The main differences between the adventures of Luke Starkiller and Star Wars that was seen on movie screens in 1977 was largely name changey stuff. So, you know, Starkiller was removed um, because it felt a bit too aggressive, and so Skywalker became the name. Uh, You get... Just a few little little name changes here and there. You know, you finally get Ben Kenobi um, or Obi-Wan Kenobi finally appears as that kind of mentor figure. And you also, you know, there's still planets like Organa Major, which disappears and becomes Alderaan. The main planet's called Utapu, and that eventually becomes Tatooine. So a few things like that. Now, Cooper, to break this up, because I'm about to talk about the sequel trilogy, but I want to slide a little fun fact in, because this is another big shift that could have happened in the Star Wars universe. Did you know that Obi-Wan Kenobi almost looked very different in A New Hope? What do you mean by that? Let me tell you what I mean. Originally... Star Wars, Star Wars in its entirety is kind of based very heavily off samurai movies. So movies from the, um, that kind of 1950s, 1960s, where it's, you know, someone with a samurai sword taking on a legion of bad guys, you know, someone's overrun the town and they've got this katana and they've got honor. And the, the Jedi are heavily, heavily based on Samurai. As is kind of Vader's outfit and lightsabers and all of these things. So, originally, George Lucas actually wanted a legendary Japanese actor to play Obi-Wan Kenobi. This actor called Toshiro Mifune who's best known for works like Seven Samurai, which is considered to be the best samurai film of all time. Um, And it inspired uh, an American film called The uh, Magnificent Seven, um, which is basically these seven people from different walks of life have to come together to protect a town. And so um, he was in Seven Samurai. He was in Yojimbo, which is another big samurai movie. And George Lucas wanted him for Obi-Wan Kenobi. He wanted this wise old kind of Japanese samurai type guy. Um, But Toshiro, because it was sci-fi and sci-fi was a bit iffy at the time, he was kind of like, oh, no, I don't really want to do that. And then George Lucas really, really wanted to work with him. So he offered him Darth Vader. He said, we'll put you in a mask, but it can be you. It can be your movements. It can be your fighting and we can make it like a traditional Japanese headdress, all these kind of things. But he said no again, because uh, his daughter describes him as being, having a lot of samurai pride and not wanting to kind of sully the name of samurai by being in a kind of mediocre sci-fi movie, because he didn't really know if it was going to be anything.
1: Fascinating.
0: So that's my little fun fact. On to the sequel trilogy. Now, George always kind of had the opinion that the movies are about Anakin, even though Luke's the protagonist for the first three. It's really about Anakin. It's about his fall. Uh, it's his fall to the darks. It's his rise as a Jedi, his fall to the dark side, and his kind of return to the light in Return of the Jedi. Now, he did, however have some ideas on what he could do with the story. And he even told Mark Hamill that, you know, in in about 2011, he could expect to play uh, Luke in episode nine of a Star Wars saga. Now, origi- there were kind of two plans that George has. There's one plan from while they were doing episode five, so the Empire Strikes Back, and there's one that he developed afterwards. So the one from Empire Strikes Back Uh, picks up from where they thought that the trilogy was going to end because originally Han Solo was going to die.
1: Dun, dun, dun!
0: Really had to wait for that there. But, oh my God, now he's dying. My goodness. So Han was originally going to die and Luke would have... uh, basically defeated Vader, never seen the Emperor. The Emperor's not there at at that fight. And Luke fights Vader, prevails over him. Vader kind of um, accepts that that he's fallen and tries to go back to the light. And Luke kind of goes off, discovers that he has a long-lost sister, not Leia, because that was kind of a late-game thing that they that they brought uh, Leia in as his sister. And that's kind of a theme throughout all of Star Wars. Um, That kind of uh, last minute changes, little adjustments here and there, as we're finding out from this episode. So later when Disney acquired Lucasfilm, Lucas provided an outline for where the sequels should go. And basically he thought it should be about Leia and her children with Han and them dealing with rebuilding the Republic in spite of my favorite Star Wars character, Darth Maul.
1: Darth Maul.
0: So Darth Maul's out there and he's building this criminal empire. He's kind of fusing all of these criminal organizations together, which fans of the Clone Wars will know is basically what he was doing at the time of the Clone Wars. It's kind of, they basically say that, you know, for years he went dormant and then he kind of comes back in the wake of, of the Emperor going away and of Vader dying. He comes back as this powerful uh, crime boss. Uh, and he and his apprentice turn uh, Leia and Han's son to the dark side. Sound familiar? Maybe. And a young Force-sensitive girl named Taryn or Thea, or I guess maybe Ray, uh, goes and finds Luke, and uh, he trains her in how to use the Force. But that all kind of changed when The Force Awakens happened, but you can kind of see from that outline where the kind of fundamentals are of, of The Force Awakens. But I think that The Force Awakens uh, went a little more safe. And rather than exploring Darth Maul and crime, they went back to imperial... uh, What's the word? Imperial...
1: Imperialism?
0: Not imperialism. uh, An imperial dictatorship.
1: Sure. Can I just say something?
0: Of course you may. This is both of our podcast.
1: So out of the three main baddies, Darth Maul, Vader, and Kylo Ren, which one's your favourite?
0: Darth Maul. Easily. Really? I love Darth Maul.
1: See, he's my least favourite out of the three.
0: But that's also because you haven't seen like Clone Wars and Rebels and all of the other stuff where he features.
1: Yeah, but there's just... There's something about Darth Vader which is so cool.
0: I mean, Darth Vader is an iconic villain.
1: I mean, he was the first.
0: He is the first. And and Darth Vader, I think, is an amazing character. But to me, there's so much that is really interesting about Darth Maul and where his character goes from and how, you know... He's very similar to Vader in a lot of ways, except, you know, Vader is coveted by the Emperor. You know, the Emperor wants Darth Vader because of this heightened power within him, you know, this, this great affinity with the Force. But, you know, Darth Maul is this really powerful, really strong fighter who is cast aside you know he he gets cut in half unceremoniously and survives through hatred alone you know he he stays alive and is found and is kind of brought back to health and is still following the quest of the Sith even though He's no longer with Palpatine. And there's just so many little interesting bits and pieces with Darth Maul that I could talk about for ages, but we're getting near the end of the episode, so I'm not going to. But that's my answer to your question.
1: You could have just said Darth Maul, but because. But you had. You love this. You
0: had questions. You brought this out in me. You yeah, made me justify I also, myself. I
1: also do quite like Kylo Ren.
0: I don't mind Kylo Ren. I think that I think that we're about to hear about a very interesting way that Kylo Ren's story could have ended, that maybe was better than how it did.
1: What happened to Kylo Ren in the end? I've kind of forgotten a bit about those Star Wars films. I haven't watched. Them in uh, two if you years. haven't
0: seen the Rise of Skywalker, close your ears. He died.
1: Well, I know that, but how? What uh, he
0: sacrifices himself to save Ray.
1: Oh, yeah. But and then there's that scene where the closure is again, where like Anakin and Luke and all that almost like talk to her to take down the Emperor.
0: Yeah. So that uh, was The Rise of Skywalker. It was the ninth film and it was plagued by a lot of issues, namely the fact that it had an entirely different first script. That largely changed because of the death of Carrie Fisher. and
1: Which one's that again? Who
0: plays Leia. Oh, yeah? Okay. Who died right before The Last Jedi came out and who um, was going to be the main focus of the ninth film. Oh, was she? Yeah. And they because they kind of had Force Awakens was Han, uh, Last Jedi was Luke, and then they were like, okay, Carrie's going to have episode nine. And that didn't happen, very sadly, very tragically. So, originally, Episode 9, which was The Rise of Skywalker, became was uh, Episode 9, Duel of the Fates, which is one of the best Star Wars songs. Prove me wrong. Cooper won't, because he doesn't even know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, I've got confused face on right now.
0: Yeah. So... This original movie, Duel of the Fates, would have started a few years after The Last Jedi, and the First World Order the First World Order. The First Order uh have taken over the galaxy, basically. And General Hux, who is the the Ranger, Domel Gleason, love him, but maybe not in these films. But he is the Chancellor of the First Order, and Leia is trying to lead this rebellion again to uh, unseat them from power. So Kylo, meanwhile, Kylo goes to uh, Darth Vader's castle, which is on the lava planet Mustafar, and he gets all of these artifacts, all of these items of great Sith power. And he, utilizing these artifacts, he finds his way into like this cave where he meets this um, ancient Sith teacher, who basically uh, instructs him in how to use all these ancient force powers, and then Kylo uses those ancient force powers to kill his mentor, because that is the Sith way. Meanwhile, uh, half the rebels go to Coruscant to try and get this device for intergalactic communications, because the First Order have shut them all down, and half go to find a planet called Mortis, which is this... Uh, planet very strong in the dark side where uh, Rey has had this vision of the future where she's going to fight Kylo there. A lot of stuff happens. Finn leads a rebellion of stormtroopers. He basically finds this kind of like underground group of stormtroopers who are wanting to rebel, but don't really have um, any reason to. And Finn kind of leads them and gets this whole kind of horde of uh, civilians of Coruscant, stormtroopers, rebels, and leads them in this, like, charge against um, against a Imperial blockade. Uh, and then, meanwhile, Ray and the other people with her fight the Knights of Ren, which are Kylo's kind of uh, fighting force, mm. and Ray actually kills one of them with force lightning. And so she goes off on her own because she's worried that she's going to hurt people. She ends up having a fight with uh, Kylo, and Kylo blinds her. And uh, after she's blinded, she's visited by um, Luke Skywalker, um, who kind of speaks very calmly to her, very reassuringly. And she goes back into a fight with Kylo and uses the dark and light side of the Force. So not just the light, not just the dark, but both. And she defeats Kylo Ren and she basically goes, I'm going to build a a better order of Force-sensitive people, you know, better than Jedi, better than Sith. And that's where the Skywalker saga would have ended. But, of course, with the death of Carrie Fisher and the writer of this um, script ended up leaving the project. So, yeah, very different.
1: Very fascinating.
0: Yes. So that is pretty much our episode. It's been I was about to say it's been quite the talky one, but I realized we're doing a podcast. Everyone really should be a talky one. Hey, it's what?
1: your accent today.
0: Oh, I know it's my accent, but let me finish let me finish this and we'll do accents. But uh I, I was because I was about to say sorry for such a talky episode and then I realized we're a podcast. Every episode is a talk episode. But I mean, we've
1: been going for seven hours now.
0: No, we haven't.
1: We started at like 12 o'clock at night and it's like seven in the morning.
0: Well, that's just because I might you have a weird some sleep coffee. schedule.
1: I need some coffee.
0: No, we're pulling a full night shift. Um, But, you know... I I hope that some people, some of our listeners might have enjoyed a bit of a deep dive. Uh, and if you didn't, then it's, a, you know, like most of our episodes, kind of while we're in this early period of just kind of figuring out what we want to do, you know, it's a one-off. So if you want to see more, let us know. If you never want to hear us talk about Star Wars again, I mean, good luck with that. But we can at least talk about it a little less.
1: Okay, so reaching into the bag of mysteries. Oh, no,
0: it's voice time.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Oh, my God. Where is this bag of mysteries? You're reaching towards the floor.
1: This bag goes really deep.
0: Oh, is it like Mary Poppins' bag?
1: No, it's like the bag... Who's John Mulaney's character in Puss in Boots again?
0: Big Jack.
1: Yeah, it's like Big Jack's bag.
0: Okay. What have you pulled out?
1: I want you to do Yoda.
0: Oh, who would have thought that we would have gotten a Star Wars voice on a Star Wars episode? It's almost like it was planned.
1: I mean, I was planning for Darth Vader.
0: I mean, I could do Darth Vader, but it's just going to be a bit...
1: No one wants to hear that. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Cringy, cringy. Mm. Well, listeners, lovely you are. Thank you, we must, for listening to this episode.
0: This is like, hmm. I don't know about this.
1: Keep going.
0: Fine. I was
1: starting to enjoy it.
0: That worries me even more <laughs> that you were enjoying it. <laughs>
1: Mm. Thank you.
0: Why is it so high? <laughs> Why is his voice so so off to me?
1: If you want me to do it, I will. Thank you for joining us. Greatly appreciated. We do. Until next week, we shall see you again. Mm. Until then, bye. Bye count do go
0: And now the end is near, and so we face the final shout-outs. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, everybody. We are just getting started, so we'd really appreciate if you could follow the podcast so that you can hear our future episodes as they release. And if you can rate or leave a review, that would be amazing. We're going to try and post an episode every week. Uh, We'll see how we go with that one as we're starting up. If you want to follow us for updates and any funny musings on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Podcast. If you want to get in contact with us to tell us about your opinion on something we've discussed in today's episode or request a future topic of conversation, you can either DM us on Instagram or email us. Our email is speakawaybruvpodcast at hotmail.com. We want to hear you speak away, bruvs. Talk at you soon, listeners.